you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. So I am super excited today. We have a special guest. He is the CEO of Deal Machine. It's an amazing app. You're definitely going to want to go check this out. I'd almost encourage you guys to pause it right now and go check this app out. Leave a review, get it out to more people, and see how easy it's going to be to implement in your real estate business be able to take yours to the next level. It's really a, a set and forget type of uh, direct mail marketing campaign. It's super affordable and really awesome. So uh, I'm sure that we will have a little surprise for you guys at the very end of the show, something special for you guys. But nevertheless, um, my good friend David, he's going to be diving in, telling you more about the app, how easy it is and how user friendly it is, but also his experience of using credit to invest in real estate. So. I personally do this and I haven't met too many other individuals that actually implement their credit to be able to really leverage completely and use their credit to invest in real estate. So it's really going to be awesome to hear his perspective on it and uh, get a little bit deeper into that conversation. But without further ado, what's going on, David? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Living the dream. Oh, yeah. So, um, so for anybody out there that doesn't know exactly who you are, do you mind giving like a little rundown of who you are, where you're from? and exactly what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and I currently live in Indianapolis, Indiana. In 2016, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I started looking for rental properties. I wanted one that was run down so I could buy it, have some equity into it, and have a good cash flowing rental property. Along the way, I was driving for dollars, and it was a kind of a pain in the butt to look up all the owners, and I ended up procrastinating a lot. Uh, so about three weeks into that, I found this house I previously found it. In the meantime, while I was procrastinating, somebody else bought it and was constructing on it. And I was like, oh, that really sucks. Yeah. So, uh, short story long, I just ended up making this app that does all the manual tasks of driving for dollars for you. and also allows you to scale it in a way that's, I think, one of the most cost-effective ways to get real estate deals consistently. In a nutshell, you just take a picture of the house, it looks up the owner, and you can press a button to launch a direct mail campaign. And you can also press another button to get every phone number and email address of the owner if you prefer to just call them. Since then, I have bought four properties uh, with the Deal Machine app and I'm just looking to acquire more rentals. Okay, cool. So how did you actually get it all together to, I mean, you built this app yourself, right? Yeah, so originally, you know, I built the original app. It was just meant to be for me on my cell phone. So I used it that way for about six months and then I had some friends they were like, hey, that's pretty cool. I'd love to use it too. So I, I just put it on the app store. It was really basic. Yeah. They started to use it and more people started to find it. And that's when I realized I need to make this a lot better because people want what this app does. Of course. So basically, you know, how did you get into that whole atmosphere of developing apps? I mean, was this your first app that you ever developed or you have some background Actually, into it? I was working full time as a software developer at the time. And okay. so I just, I had the skills and, you know, even though I had the skills myself, it was in a new language. I'd never developed a new mobile app. So, you know, instead of paying somebody to de develop it for me, I, I thought that was a bad scenario because uh, I, I just really wanted to know how to develop it myself. I, I kind of paid him as a tutor to just accelerate, you know, my learning in creating a mobile app. Okay. So you had a mentor at the time that kind of gave you some guidance along the way to be able to uh, really develop your skills and to perfect this app. So how long have you had this app up and running now? So the app's been up and running as an official business for a little over a year and a half. Uh, May 2017 is our original founding date. And at, at that time in, in May, I actually brought on my best friend, Dave, and he is an even better developer than I am. So he does all the technology development now. And so I can focus on real estate investing and on the other areas of the business, you know, such as doing a, a podcast and telling the story. Cool. I love it. So you guys are very tech savvy, something that I'm not at all. So uh, for somebody that is not tech savvy, 
Can you just dumb it down and break it down exactly how to use this app and why, yeah. why somebody should use it or, you know, what would actually be beneficial for it? Yeah, exactly. So it's very simple. You don't have to be tech savvy to use the app, you know, pick it up and have all the contact owner for the contact information for any house that you see, you know, you just have to take a picture of the house. It then brings up the address of the house you took a picture of and you can press a button to get the owner's information. You can press a button to send direct mail and you can press another button to get, you know, their phone numbers and emails. So you can contact any of those three ways. Perfect. I love it. So basically you take a picture of the house on your phone and then it, you, you plug it into the app. It basically does the skip tracing for you. You just hit a button to do that. It comes up all the information to see if you actually want to start sending mailers out to this property. And then you can plug and play pretty much exactly, you know, when you want the mail to go out and how often everything else when it comes down to direct mail marketing and you don't have to do it at all. Correct. So I like to say once you add a property in there and you start the mail campaign, you can totally forget about it until the owner actually calls you back. You know, that was one of the challenges with me when I was getting into doing the driving for deals that I would maybe get the first mailing out, but I really needed to send two, three, and four more in order to get those owners to call me because it's all about timing. You know, their house has looked run down for probably years. You know, they may not be ready to sell the moment they get that first mailer from you. But if you talk about third or fourth mailer, that's when things get really interesting because, you know, if you've got a list of 200 of those homes, it's just a matter of time before one of them has a life event that's going to require them to sell the house. Yeah. So when we met in person, you were telling me the odds of actually, you know, the statistics of getting a deal and, and what the odds have been thus far, which kind of blew me away because at the end of the day, we've all heard the, the multiple touches is very important. And when it comes down to really getting a deal with direct mail marketing, like you just mentioned, it's really about the timing and that special, you know, whatever it may be that just gets everything all aligned. So typically, you know, we've heard like seven, eight touches, six to, you know, 10 touches, whatever it may be. I believe you mentioned right around three or four touches and about 200 properties or 250 properties is really that sweet spot. Yeah, so what we found with, with driving for deals, like you've got a list that's very niche, you know, they're very rundown looking houses or maybe there's something just not quite right about that house compared to the rest in the neighborhood. You've got a unique list and nobody else has and it takes finding about 200 of those houses in order to get your first deal out of it. And we suggest repeating mail at least three times I would suggest doing, doing even more because, yeah. you know, it's just, again, a matter of time before another one of those houses has a, you know, a life event where the owner needs to sell it. We try to keep it really simple and also like very attainable. And so the simple formula that we found by just observing our successful customers, got 1500 customers currently, and those success stories kept coming in right around the 200 property mark. And it was around like they had done three mailings to each one of those houses and that's about when they get the deal. So that's why we share that. We call it the distressed formula. So I believe you mentioned in the past, you've had 30,000 downloads, basically 1500 people are, are truly actually using it and seeing the results. So a key part of the app is they can build teams. So 30,000 um, is the total number of downloads. And most of those are actually team members. We call them deal finders. Okay. And they can actually be added to your account as a limited access team member, and they can just simply add properties very easily by taking a photo. And then you can look on your app and you can see the photo and all the owner information and be able to launch a mail campaign directly from your computer or wherever you may be. So I love this aspect because I, I'm very big on leveraging and to really build systems it, to succeed in life. You really need to build systems and leverage to get to that next level. Do things that you know aren't, aren't really making you the most money. You shouldn't be taking up all that time. Time is your biggest asset. So you know, building teams. When I heard this, I was super impressed and very excited about it because to add people like that into your team, it would cost like a fortune, or it's just not even doable. So I'm so excited that you actually made this. A, a solid piece that, that can be implemented into the app. Now, how, do, how does this whole process work? Is there a cap on how many people can be added into your team? There's a basic plan. And that's really for like, if you're looking to do your first deal or you're just looking to start driving and 
you get one main access person, that's you, three additional deal finders. And then we've got an enterprise plan and the basic's 49 a month, the enterprise is 199 a month, and that gives you five full access team members. So those could be acquisitions managers for those people who already have an established home buying business, plus unlimited deal finders. So that's when it really gets interesting because you can constantly recruit new deal finders on social media or Craigslist. And we've got a system that just really onboards them easily, trains them for what properties you want. You don't even have to actually see them in order for them to be within your account and looking for properties for you. So the basic one is $49 a month? Yes. And it is basically four people can be on there, you the main person, and then you can get uh, three other individuals? Exactly. I love it. Okay. And then for, you said $200 a month is the, uh, the next plan? And it's just yes. those two, right? Yep. It's just those two plans. And with the $200 a month, how many people can be on that one? Five full access and then unlimited deal finders which are those limited access team members that add properties. So this is for like bigger companies that are really wanting to take this to the next level. So five main account holders, uh, meaning that they have access to actually hit the buttons to start sending out direct mail marketing, right? It is for those really big companies that want to scale, but also, I mean, we see a lot of people that get their first, you know, one to four deals within a couple of months on the basic plan. And they may only be like a one, maybe two person operation if there's like a, you know, like husband, wife team is really common. Yeah. And then when they want to kick things up, you know, they don't have to be a huge company to use the enterprise plan, but um, they do get the value from the enterprise by just recruiting a lot of deal finders. Of course. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's such a no brainer just because, I mean, you get one or two deals, you get all that money from it. You can really just put it straight back into your marketing because the odds are you're typically going to get a deal right around the $700 mark, correct? Yeah. Uh, of marketing. So $700 really plug and play. And you can also just start building your team tremendously. Well, without a doubt. Yeah. It's very easy, especially since you don't have to actually, you know, talk to somebody from Craigslist to yeah. vet them and then put them in the onboarding process only for them to kind of like fizzle out because it's all automated. You don't have to worry about that. You know, you don't, the, the way to vet them is in the Craigslist post, you can actually say like sign up right here. It's a special link for mm -hmm. your company. It allows them to sign up for deal machine and start adding properties immediately. And so the way of vetting them is like, yo, can you add like 50 properties? Like I'll pay you a yeah. dollar per property or whatever your arrangement may be. And we can talk about that too, because we've learned a lot about what payment methods work best. But, um, that's what I would suggest is just like have them jump through those initial hoops before you even have a conversation with them. Okay. So I definitely want to talk about that hire on process as you're growing your team, because mm -hmm. I know this is something that you're implementing right now. So you can speak about it and the trial and errors that you've come across regarding yeah. that. But I also want to talk about, just like you mentioned, there's other people that are doing the compensation in different ways, in different areas that, that are taking advantage of this app. So do you want to just dive into that for a second? Yeah, there's really three payment structures that are common. For most beginners, they're talking about a commission structure. So that's like you meet your mailman and you're like, hey, I know you probably see a lot of these houses in different neighborhoods every day. If you see any that are vacant or have tall grass, I'll pay you, you know, up to $1,000 if I close on that deal. Yeah. Okay, so that's really great. I would suggest for family members, people that know and trust you already, it's a struggle if they don't know you because they want to see payment quickly and they don't realize that it can take a couple of months before you close on one of those properties and they end up just kind of giving up. Yeah. So if you can, if you can do it, um, I would suggest either the second or third payment structure that I'll recommend. Um, the second one is like a dollar per house. That's better than doing a commission. Um, a lot of times, you know, realtor laws in your area may not even let you do a commission so that that gets kind of tricky. So the dollar per house paid up front is great. But even better is if you can do an hourly fee and I mean, it's, it's even going to cost you less than doing the commission. If you think about it, you know, it, it takes eight hours to find, you know, 200 houses, I would guess. So if you pay $15 an hour was 15 times eight, it's a couple hundred bucks. That's a lot less than a thousand dollar commission if you close on a deal. So I really, I do the $15 an hour and the person that I've hired here in Indianapolis loves it because it's consistent more than driving Uber. 
per se, and she can do it any amount of time. And I pay her via Venmo. Um, another trick that I would suggest is have them add a hundred properties and say, if you add a hundred properties, I'll give you, you know, a hundred dollar bonus on top yeah. of your hourly fee. That's so they huge. do that real quickly via Venmo and they are excited because they can see the money coming in and the potential. As we've matured in our relationship, I've moved back to like a, like a weekly payment system. We might even go bi-weekly as more of like a routine, you know, you know, payroll type of situation. But um, that's, that's what I've really found to be successful. She's been around for about three months now. Okay. I love it. So uh, until you get to that point where you can do payments, you know, bi-weekly, basically you're just going to be shooting for paying once the results are there. Like when they're actually, once they upload all these properties into the, into the app. Yeah. So I, I would say, you know, if you've got friends and family do the commission thing, yeah, they'll love it. They'll want to support you. Yeah. And uh, if you don't have anybody like that, that lives near you, um, then I would say aim to go Craigslist, aim to pay, you know, a dollar per property. Okay. Uh, when you can afford to do like hourly, I think that's going to cost you less in the long run and it's going to keep them around longer. Yeah. So basically time commitment though, to actually, you know, see one of these properties and upload it, whatever they need to do. I mean, what are we talking here? Like less than a minute, right? Yeah. It really does take a minute. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Very cool. Okay. So, uh, as far as hiring on and getting rock stars, like the person that you have right now, that's been working for you the last few months, you know, how, how does that process go about? I, I know you mentioned that you have like a form that kind of really helps people do that whole hire on process. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's a special URL that you can set up just for your company. Okay. It's very easy to launch. You just press a button in the app. Yeah. When you're on the enterprise plan, that's part of that plan. And you can direct people to that from your Craigslist ad or like an Indeed job posting. Great amount of success with the Indeed posting. I've actually got samples of what I posted on our website. But yeah, and then you can just link them straight to that and they can go download the app. Okay, very good. Okay, so with this app, I mean... What kind of, is there any issues with the app or I know it's still, it's been around about a year and you guys are constantly just working on it to improve it, make it bigger and better. There's no issues. There's no issues, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where do you see you guys like in the future with this app? Yeah. So we've got a team of five now that are full-time working on the app, which is pretty exciting. So in, in three in-house developers and then me plus Josh and Josh helps our enterprise customers uh, with scaling. So okay. you get the enterprise plan, you get, you know, advanced training with Josh and he tells you everything that I told you, but in detail, like this is the best way to hire. These are the tricks and, and tips that we're seeing our most successful customers do. And yeah, so th that's the team. And then what was the question again? So where's the app going? Yeah. Yeah. Where, where do you guys cool. see yourself in the future? Yeah. So we've got a list of priorities to develop and okay. it's all within driving. So we just have a lot of ways that we want to make the driving for deals like even better. Yeah. Um, help you, you know, get more deals essentially. A uh, couple examples I can give you. Yeah, please. Yeah. So uh, first of all, you know, the data is important. Um, so we went from like 93% accuracy to like 96.5. We always are measuring this. I love um, so in terms of like looking up the owner, that's getting better. Um, an additional thing we added is when you do that button called enhanced search to get the phone numbers and emails. Yeah. Um, we actually have like an automated system that sends an email to the owner and it's just like the postcard, but it's an email format. So you can be contacting them automatically when you're just pressing that button. I love um, it. Yeah. We're, so a couple things coming up. I mean, we just added mail campaigns too. So it's like sequential pieces of direct mail that can say different messaging with each card that you can set up in advance. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're also going to add like people want to bulk upload their list that they're already mailing to so that their drivers can see, Oh, these houses have already been added. And then maybe this is an area of town where we haven't been to yet. So they can easily see that on a map. Um, also be able to add properties even faster without taking a photo on the map is coming to. I, yeah. I love how you mentioned, you know, the accuracy is getting stronger and stronger. And I mean, at 96%, that's extremely solid. I, on a regular basis, I use uh, Ben verify. Mm -hmm. To be very blunt and honest with you, I get very frustrated uh, nine times out of 10 because it really just doesn't come back as accurate. Even if you just look up your own information, it's not coming back that solid. So, you know, just imagine with people that you don't know, 
and you're trying to get their information, it's a little backwards. So I'm glad that your accuracy is very on point. That's something that I've needed for a long time. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify. I'm speaking of the 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 county level data. Yeah, of course. And then that second level that'd be kind of on par with been verified. We know like we're about 70% accurate there. And that's the phone numbers and emails the owner successfully. We are always wanting to make that like the premium option for yeah. getting phone numbers and emails. Um, and so a lot of times, I don't know what Ben Verified costs. It, it costs 99 cents with us to do one of those lookups. Very solid. And, um, and basically it's very cool. So for the, the $200 package with five members and then unlimited amount of people that are actually doing the work for you when mm -hmm. you're leveraging and building this team, you actually give somebody on your team to break down a little bit more into detail, you know, that whole process and how to hire on people. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's very solid. That's awesome. That's huge. Yeah. We want people to be really, really successful. And so especially if they're in a place where they want to scale this as, and be serious with it as a lead source for their business, yep. we want to make sure they've got every possible tool to be able to do that. I love it. Very cool. Okay. So why real estate? Like why, why did you actually come up with this app? Why did you want to jump into real estate in general? I, I knew originally you were doing it for yourself, creating the app, but you know, why real estate? Oh, I, I wanted the, the passive income from the rental properties, just like rich dad, poor dad teaches. And yeah. I know everybody's read that book, but the bigger thing for me was the game that goes with it. It's actually called the cash flow game. Have you played yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. I got it over here. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. It's actually online and it's free. And so I played with uh, a bunch of friends and I realized not everybody has the same ideas about investing. You yeah. know, one of my friends, he'd buy a house, but it wouldn't cash flow, you know? So he'd like spend forever getting out of the rat race. He thought the appreciation might come. Yeah. Um, but you know, one thing I learned from that game is just like always buy for the cash flow. And if appreciation happens, like that's just icing on the cake. Yeah. And so I was really interested and intrigued by that. So I wanted to do my first rental property. You know, I'm like a hands-on guy. I was like, let me just try this. It seems way more interesting than the stock market. And I felt like I had more control over it, you know, sure. as opposed to, putting it into uh, like a managed fund or something in the stock market. Yeah, no, I agree. And in the game, you know, they, they have the app as well uh, online for, you know, easy access use for free. But in the game, you know, you're really looking for those cards that come up that it, it costs zero to actually get the property and then your cash flowing tremendously. So, yeah. So you got excited about real estate in that aspect and you wanted to take the, the board game to real life. So what did, what did you do to start educating yourself or, you know, just get out there and start doing driving for dollars? Yes. Yeah, so I went to a couple of real estate meetups okay. locally and I just kept going to that and the content there was good. Yep. The real value I felt came from other people that were my age. They were maybe a few months ahead of where I was at. You know, they were already doing wholesale deals. And so I was just like, Whoa, where do you guys look for properties? Like, where do you find people who want to buy properties? And then I started going to those neighborhoods and figuring out the important thing for me to have a rental was like, is there some unique draw to this area? Mm. One example might be, you know, I bought a five bedroom house in a neighborhood that only has like three bedroom houses. I was like, this is cool because you know, there might be a family that's got a lot of kids wants to live here, but not a lot of options. So that's like an example. Another one might be like, this is really close to, you know, a school. So I'll always have like, you know, student tenants that might want to live there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do the same thing. I, I, I look for something that is really, you know, hitting the market in a special way. So all my properties are about a half a mile down the street from a famous Catholic university. And then mm -hmm. there's also job growth of gas oil line workers very close by and they work long hours. So at the end of the day, they're really just looking for a good place to take a shower and sleep. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a win-win, but just like you mentioned, you know, like find a property that also stands out. Everything in the area is three bedroom, you know, one bath or whatever it may be. And then you have something that is a little bit bigger for those bigger families, which is perfect. Awesome. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I did. I went to a lot of those meetings and I didn't buy my first house until probably a year of that like education phase. So okay. I mean, it, it took, I took my time, you know, yeah. it would have been great to do it faster, but that was my journey. Okay. Awesome. So moving forward, 
when you did find these first deals, did you already develop the app to actually help you get these first deals or were you just going for it? So the very first one, I was, it was my primary residence. It had five bedrooms and I rented out four of the bedrooms. So it's like the classic house hacking story. That's you right. Know, each bedroom was like 550 each and it covered my mortgage, which was like 1300. Okay. And I lived in the, in the basement and that's what allowed me to ultimately quit my job and then start working on deal machine full time. And then the very next house was like, a, I, play, I paid like $4,782 for it. And so under I put 5, in like 60 and it's like worth a hundred. And I'm going to keep that as like an Airbnb property. Yeah. So that was my next story. A really fun one. Cause it was so cheap. Yeah. Let's, let's dive into that because I've actually purchased a property for $5,000 from uh, another investor that, they were from out of, out of state, but this is their first property over there from a foreclosure at an mm -hmm. auction and they didn't know what to do with it. They were having some issues, didn't have the right contractors, stuff like that. So they were just looking to wholesale it really quick. They started at like $30,000 and then quickly after a few months um, started bringing it down. Mm -hmm. how, how did you get this property for under $5,000? I know it seems crazy, especially from somebody that's living in California, you know, like yourself. I mean, you obviously, I'm guessing that was in Ohio. It was, yeah. Okay, yep. cool. So yeah, here in the Midwest, there's there's definitely some very low-end property deals to be had. I noticed this guy, I was driving in this neighborhood because there was a new biotech research center going in town, and it's mm. called 16 Tech. And okay. so I was like, I want to drive all these neighborhoods, see what type of houses I can buy you know, for cheap now because I know something cool is coming. Yeah. And this guy had a tarp over his whole roof, so I added him to the app, and then Four months later, this was uh, November 2017, he called me. He said he wanted to buy his, he wanted to sell his house. And I said, okay, you know, I've never like done this type of deal before. I was like, great, I'm really interested. Like, what's your address? I'll come down, take some pictures. I'll make you an offer tomorrow. Okay. So, you know, it's 600 square feet built in 1920. A lot of water damage, no central HVAC or anything like that. And he, he had hip surgery, so he couldn't afford to go outside and shovel snow physically. And he needed to move into like an assisted living type place. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up writing him an offer. I was going to offer 10,000, but I actually, I just like went on list source and I looked at like what kind of like, you know, tax sale type properties were being bought and, and what for, and the average was, you know, seven dollars a square foot and 21 cents mm -hmm. and so that's how i calculated my offer price i gave it to him i showed him how i arrived at it and then a day later he called me back said he was ready to sell and we set the closing date like not nine weeks or or more in advance because he had to find a place to live and so uh yeah we closed in february so i guess you know it was like uh, a little ways more okay. but um yeah and then I use the credit cards to do the renovations. Yeah. So I want to dive into the credit cards just a moment, but, but basically that kind of helped you as well by uh, putting the closing date, you know, a little bit longer of time just to get everybody prepared because this is a huge renovation that you're doing, uh, putting $60,000 into it with all the water damage, nothing was central, um, you know, very outdated 1920s. I'm sure there's a few things had to be done. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did. I, I should have taken more advantage of that time, but okay. being an investor, like I didn't, you yeah, know, yeah. I didn't really start until I took possession of the house. Okay. <laughs> One thing I did do though, that was really fun is like he was an older gentleman. I didn't want him to forget that we had this deal. So every Sunday I would like give him a call, pop over and we'd watch football for like 30 minutes and catch up. So by the time we did this deal, like we, I actually like knew quite a bit about him. Wow. But, uh, yeah. That's what I did in the meantime. See, that is so solid. And that's really going that extra mile to, to put in the work, build that relationship, make sure he didn't forget about you, which is huge. <laughs> I, I thought it. it was fairly likely if I didn't talk to him for two months that he might've forgotten. Yeah, no, tremendously. So you were kind of keeping him on track and accountable to find another place as well, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I didn't have anything to do with the looking. Um, I think he was looking for places that actually required him to apply. Yeah. Because a lot of these, you know, assisted living places are full, you know, so there's a waiting list. So of course. 
yeah, we, we kept in touch about that, but that was all him. Okay. Very awesome. I love it. Okay, cool. So let's talk about credit and how you actually leverage credit. Did you naturally think about using credit or you just had no money in the bank? So you're like, all right, well, I only have a few options here. Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, I bought the house cash. I mean, it was less than $5,000 Yeah. for the renovations though. I wanted to finance it. And a lot of the, a lot of the hard money, like type branded lenders, um, they have, they have like a couple thousand dollars up front. They charge you a lot of interest. And I just, I didn't feel like that was right for me at the time. I think now that I have more on my, I, I have more experience now that I would feel more comfortable using something like that if I had to. Um, but I just, I wanted to, you know, kind of be in control of the timeline and I didn't want to be in a tight spot if it ran long, which it actually has, you know, but, um, I started looking at credit karma.com. Okay. And we've got a category on that website. Uh, no, maybe it's nerd wallet. I think it was nerd wallet. Okay. They've got like rankings of all these credit cards and you can filter them by no interest. And so I filtered them for no interest and I just applied for like the first four all in the same day. And so I got like $60,000 worth of new credit cards all in the same day. Yeah. And I had previously only had like 30,000 um, of available credit with the credit cards I currently had. So like that was a big deal. You know, I went from 30,000 to $90,000 worth of credit that I could use and 60,000 of it was going to be no interest for 15 months. So that is so solid. And at the end of the day, you know, what was your credit score at, at the time? Do you remember? Yeah. 780. 780. Okay. So that's, that's very prime uh, credit score. You definitely mm -hmm. want to be somewhere in that range, but you don't necessarily need to, you can still get uh, decent lines of credit anywhere from like, I think the very, very minimum is like 620 or around 600. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously right around 680 and above is really where you will get the best of the best offers. Uh, yeah. Well, not the best of the best. Once you're like 740 or 760 and above, that's when you'll get the best of the best offers uh, from my experience, from what I've seen. And you did something, I don't know if you did it intentionally or you were just looking for those you know, quick lines of credit. They weren't giving you enough. But a little trick that I've noticed is when you apply all in the same day very quickly for more than just one credit card, then it doesn't give enough time to, because all, all these credit cards are going to pull your credit. So it's going to show up as an inquiry. And if you do it a couple of days apart, it might actually pop up and show and, uh, and you could potentially get, you know, um, not accepted because you're, you're looking for a lot of credit at that time. Mm -hmm. So if you do it all within a couple hours or within that day at the longest, then it's, it's very, it's a good chance that, none of those extra ones inquiries are going to pop up. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to note it to say like, you know, if you try this and you only get like $5,000 worth of credit, like don't be discouraged because of that whole $60,000, the first one gave me like 4,000 credit. Yeah. And this one was like 22,000 in credit. So different card companies will just give you totally random different amounts. Yeah. And this was personal lines of credit, right? It wasn't on a business account. Yeah, it was. It was personal. Okay, very good. Okay, cool. Um, I, I believe you mentioned in the past as well that you have just personal, like when we were out to eat, probably um, SoFi. Yeah. So another project um, yeah. that we've got going on in Indianapolis is um, a house that should be worth 160 in perfect condition. Yeah. And I noticed there was like a gutter falling off and peeling paint about seven months ago. So I added them to deal machine and I started sending postcards to them. And then I get a call from their son. He says, you know, my, my parents died and I've got to settle their estate. It has some debts that need to be settled in two weeks. So we closed in two weeks on that house and originally offered, I think 52,000. It had a lot of renovations that needed to be done. And I actually renegotiated and we ended up closing at 44. Okay. And basically I was like, Hey, like these estimates for construction are coming back bigger. I still want to do the deal. We just really need to be 6,000 lower or uh, whatever. Yeah. That was, um, I guess 8,000 lower. So 
ended up doing the deal and we, my, I have a partner and I, and we actually applied for SoFi. It was like a hundred thousand dollars line of, of credit, not attached to any collateral at all. And the percent was below 4%. So unsecured lines of credit. Did both you guys like co-sign on it or it was just you? No. So my, my friend did the application. Okay. And then we ended up writing a loan agreement. So like he was loaning me half of that money. If that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's perfect. I love it. So, and you got it for what, like under 4%, like, 3.5 or so percent. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't, I think it was like three. Yeah. I don't remember. It was under 4% though, which if you look at like even an investment mortgage, I mean, right now those are like five plus percent. So we couldn't believe it. And we definitely took advantage of that. I love it. That is so solid. And for a hundred thousand dollars unsecured, that is so tremendous. So what, what is the time frame to actually pay that back? Is that one year, the 15 months? Uh, I think it's over four years, four years. Yeah, that's solid. I love it. Okay, cool. So yeah, I've definitely I've I've seen them in the past, and uh, we'll definitely be looking deeper into taking advantage of that because that's awesome. Cool. So um, okay. So with these deals, what was that your second deal that you did with the SoFi? Fourth. That was my fourth deal. That was the fourth. Okay. So with the other two in the middle, the the second and the third one. Um, how, how did you fund those deals and what did those deals look like? Yeah. So, um, one was just vacant in a nice part of town called okay. Carmel. You know, it just got, it got caught up in foreclosure process and, you know, just been vacant for years. And then okay. this other one, did that it, need a lot of work on that property? It didn't need a, a ton of work, but there was like a raccoon living in the attic and yeah. uh, mold because this tree had fallen and made a big old hole in the roof. Mm. So, yeah, water and raccoons having a heyday in there. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, the house is like on a slab. So like foundation's great. Love that. You know, don't have to worry about like rotten floorboards or anything like that in that yeah. case. That's super solid. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... This other one, uh, it's in this area called Broad Ripple, which is like very popular, like bars and restaurants for college students and young professionals. Okay. And the houses are usually like two and three bedroom. And I found this four bedroom one. And the, so yeah, it turned out, sent this letter. The guy had been trying to sell it for like 300 days, but like people's financing just kept falling through. And the crazy thing was, is when he called me, he's like, Hey, I actually just got an offer. I'm going to accept it. And I was like, no, before you do that, like, I'm going to send you an offer right now. Like, what's your asking price? And, you know, I, I actually sent him the full asking price because it met my criteria, uh, sight unseen. And, and, uh, he was like, that's really weird of you to do that. Like you, you haven't even seen the property. And I was like, yeah, I know, but like, I really want it. So it's like exactly what I need. Okay. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. This other person's going to pay, you know, like 50% cash. And I told him like, I would like to do 25% down in this case. And he ended up saying like, I talked to her with my wife. We like Googled you and saw some YouTube video of you talking about leadership training back in college. And uh, she said, we should choose you. And I was like, this is awesome. You never know, you know, how those search results you yeah. know, might come into your life someday. Yeah, that is so important. You know, the personal branding behind it and also just what you're doing on social media or whatever it may be, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, like FYI for anybody that ever applies to any of my places to rent, I'm always checking out their Facebook. So if they say they're not a smoker on the application, but then I see them smoking or whatever it may be, or just acting foul, I'm usually uh not that interested in actually renting out to them so uh it's it's something you know and employers do that as well so it's very important to you know when you're doing big purchases and to in, in your situation right here you know to come off authentic and realize you know is this person gonna actually be able to close and follow through or is he not gonna be able to perform Mm -hmm. that that was their main concern most likely yeah absolutely 
Yeah. So that's awesome that you had uh, some, some good personal branding behind it that didn't, you know, throw any red flags up. Cool. So with that deal, uh, did you just have money saved up at the time or you're using credit as well? Yeah. Well, for that one, I did have money saved up for a down payment. I was okay. looking and ended up doing like a traditional mortgage with that one. Okay. I love it. I really love the fact that you, you focus on a niche as well, whether maybe you realize or not, but like you really want something that stands out in comparison to the neighborhood. And for me recently, I've been realizing how important that truly is because every, everybody that's been, I have two vacancies currently right now and they're both two bedroom, one bath. They're fully remodeled, very nice. But everybody that keeps on calling me is asking me for three bedrooms and all of mine are, are full right now for the three bedrooms. So it's, it's important to really, you know, identify what the neighborhood and what the people are looking for within that, that community, that area to be able to suit their needs. So you have something that stands out a little bit, a little bit bigger than the average. And that, that really just, that's a great niche to really stand out. Thanks. I feel like I'm saving myself time because I manage all my properties currently. Same here. Yep. And it, they rent out way faster if I have something to talk about in my description of the property and when people are there to see it. And if I'm renting this thing out every year, like I want that time when I'm showing properties and doing open houses to find a tenant to be like as short as possible. Oh, of course. Yeah. Now, are you doing video, um, like a videography or anything to be able to kind of show uh, the property without, without actually showing them? Great question. That would be a good idea. Right now I just had professional photos taken and I posted on Zillow. Yeah. And I'll get a bunch of inquiries and I just tell them like, Hey, come by at Saturday at nine. And then whoever shows up shows up. But I, you know, I've got to do it that way. I can't just set us an appointment with every single person who wants to come see it. Of course. So that's pretty much how I've handled it so far, but I love the video idea. Okay. Very cool. That's awesome. Okay. So, um, you know, as far as getting more properties, what, what is, I know you already talked about the future with the app, but what do you see yourself actually doing uh, moving forward? Yeah. So I want to get to 10 rental properties in Indiana and then just kind of pause and reevaluate if I want to do more or what uh, 10 is important to me. I just picked that number. You know, I'm trying to do everything that rents a thousand a month or more, yeah. you know, and I feel like 10 is a number where, you know, I, I could certainly like, live off of that if I had to for sure. And yeah, just kind of want to feel what that's like to manage 10 and decide if I want to do more or not, or what direction I want to go in. So yeah, yeah, I'm halfway there. Okay. Yeah. I'm at 10 right now. And I, and what I realized what saves the headache because I, I manage my properties as well is really being very strict on the application in the beginning and screening almost like a bank. Yeah. And, and when I do that, it might take a little bit longer to fill that vacancy, but I'm getting like the, the cream of the crop type of um, that needle in the haystack type of tenant that is really going to take care of it. Yeah. I used to want to be like, listen to their story and be like, okay, yeah, like I, you're turning your life around. Like I really want to help you, but yeah, I know I, I ended up, um, I mean, genuinely that person was turning their life around, but you know, it ended up like they had to break the lease early after signing a three-year lease. Yeah. And then they had this like dog that had like all these fleas and infested the house. And I was like, Oh man, like yeah. I'm going to be really strict now because it's just going to save a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, just in that, that, uh, that case point right there. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, they are trying to change their lives, which is awesome. But everybody knows for the most part, there will be a few ups and downs along that road of really turning your life around. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, you don't want to be a part of that at the time. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's like a stretch for them to be in your place. Like they can go to a place that's, that's going to cost less, you know, while they're in that phase. Yeah. Yeah. And I always do best for them as well as you. Yeah, I always do 30%. They, they would have to at least make, uh, the rent can't be more than 30% to be able to cover that. Mm -hmm. uh, just because you don't want to stretch them out. Uh, so have you taken any like Section 8 or anybody like that? No. 
Okay. Now, yeah. All, all my places, I want to do at least a thousand dollars a month or more. And I really don't know about section eight, but I just never felt like I had to do that. So I haven't done anything with that. Yeah. So I grew up on section eight, but I'm still very, so we, we were very decent with our situation, but at the same time, I don't know. Um, I'm very strict when it comes down to making at least three times the amount of rent. Mm -hmm. Uh, just because I don't want people to struggle. So God forbid if, you know, the section eight doesn't pay for it one month or whatever it may be, you know, how are they going to actually pay that? And mm -hmm. I don't want to put them in a tight situation to kick them out. So I haven't actually done it yet, but it has been something that I've been thinking about and considering. Mm -hmm. um, but, but like, kind of like you mentioned, like I haven't felt the need yet. Um, yeah. I'd be really curious how it works out if you end up trying it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> cool. So, uh, I mean, with, uh, with everything that you've been through so far, has there been any like big learning curves that have really, you know, kind of like opened up your eyes? Like, all right, next time I do this, I'm not going to do it this way. I know you said with that very first property meeting up with that guy once a week, that is awesome. And you had nine weeks to actually close on the deal. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, you could have been doing a lot of work to prepare for that, but you kind of, you started right when you got the deal, you know, that's obviously a learning curve, but anything else that really hits your mind? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that once you get into doing this, building relationships with contractors that you trust is, is actually very helpful and you've obviously got to start somewhere, but the most dangerous number in your business is the number one. Like if you only have one contractor and that guy falls through or gets too busy, like then you've got to kind of start from scratch again. And that's exactly what happened with my little house during the renovations halfway through. He just kind of went silent for three months. And, you know, luckily we ended up closing out with him. He gave me a refund for the lost time of $5,000, which he was very honorable about, but he just got too busy, you know, and yeah. And so now I have found some other good contractors, but I always make sure to divvy up some of the work to different people. So I want to keep multiple people around because life's going to happen and one of them is going to get too busy when I need them or something's going to come up. So it's uh, another learning is just keep multiple good people around. I love that. Yeah. And keep them busy. Mm -hmm. now, right now I, I have three people and a lot of them are actually, um, getting hard to communicate with because just life is occurring in everybody's life. Uh, so, so it is very important to have multiple people and build those relationships every time because I do long distance. So every time I'm over in Ohio, that's my main focus is to build relationships, paint a vision into people of what, you know, what my goals are, what my plans are and what I'm looking to do with the neighborhood. And, uh, and it seems like you've been, you've been getting better at doing that as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's very awesome to hear that your your contractor actually, uh, you know, paid you back some money. That's very very honorable. I I haven't heard that story yet. So you're you're one of a kind. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, he was a referral by a good friend. Okay. And I never anticipated I would have any problems because of that. Yeah. So that. But I also didn't want to fire him because of that. I was like, I want to give you the benefit of the doubt, even though you're not following through with what you've said, you know, and yeah, you know, so it's, it's funny how, you know, he ended up being the guy who didn't work out. Um, but I gave him the benefit of the doubt a lot of times and then just simply asked for a refund to close out our project together. Okay. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it never hurts to ask. And at the end of the day, staying with referrals are so, so important. Can't stress it enough. My, my first uh, few projects I, I was going with random people that I would, I would look for like 10 to 15 people and then schedule 10 people to actually come out to the house and check it out. Like five people or less would show up and, and then I would kind of narrow it down to one or two and it's never been good for me. <laughs> so staying with referrals is definitely the best. Awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. Cool. So how can people reach out to you? Sure. So dealmachine.com. And if you have any questions about the product, there's like a chat thing right there. Cool. Also wanted to give my personal email and that's david at dealmachine.com. And would love to hear from any of you guys that are listening. If there's any way I can be helpful, please let me know. I love it. Very cool. Okay. And, um, 
and I believe did did you have a special as well? I know at the event there was like uh the first um like twenty dollars worth. Mm-hmm. Uh is is that an Yeah, option? we definitely want to do that. Yep. Okay. So that's gonna be a promo code. And what do you want your promo code to be? Um, so we can do like ready, set, go. Ready, set, go. Okay, that's the promo code. I'm gonna set it up right now as soon as we get off this call. And so that'll give you 20 bucks for, for listening and for signing up for Deal Machine with that. You're the best, appreciate it, man. Yeah, so anybody, you know, I, I don't really promote that, that many products out there, but this is something that I really highly recommend. I, I think it's just a no brainer. I've done direct mail marketing. I'm, I'm doing it right now with yellow letters, as well as I was writing a lot from myself. The whole process to actually do the skip tracing to see how accurate that is as well as you know driving for dollars and setting up the the mail campaign it is so time consuming so when you can really just simplify everything buy back your time and it's so it's so dang affordable uh at the end of the day i was really anticipating that this was going to be like five hundred dollars a month or you know a two thousand dollar buy product type of type of situation um so at the end of the day it's so affordable and it's a no-brainer you know Take a picture of the house, hit the button to get the information that you need for it, and then hit another button to schedule out the the mailing, and then just sit back and wait for your phone to to start ringing. You do the math, you do the numbers on it. You you constantly put in the work to to upload all these properties around two hundred to two fifty, and you know at the end of the day, seven hundred dollars later on average is you know where you'll find that sweet spot of a number, and it's a no brainer. So. Uh, I definitely highly encourage people. So uh, with the code, the special code, it's going to be ready, set, go to get the first $20 uh, for your mailing already paid for, which is awesome. So thank you, David. You're the man. I really, really appreciate you for doing that. Yeah, I'm so glad that I got to meet you in San Diego. And thanks so much for having me on your podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Cool. So if you guys did find value in this, don't forget to subscribe as well as leave a review. So leaving a a review helps tremendously because it just helps iTunes promote it to more people and get more people interested in real estate investing and why it has really changed my life as well as David's and, you know, how it can really get that financial freedom for you and your family, which is tremendous. And that's what we are looking to do. So help educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action. So with that being said, I'm getting out of here. And um, don't forget to share this, leave a review. If you want to connect with me, you can check out brandonelliotinvestments.com. Uh, you can also check me out anywhere on social media, Brandon Elliott Investments, or uh, my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott, R-E-I. So till next time, guys, thank you so much for joining. David, you're the man, brother. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit brandonelliottinvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.